Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Any time of transition can be particularly difficult. Changes in our lives can be filled with doubt, loneliness, isolation, insecurity. College is one big transition that takes you from the security of your home life into the real world, so to speak, where you will be out on your own. I was reading an article this week about a course that's being offered at Yale. It turns out that over a quarter of the undergraduate student population has signed up for this particular course. The course is on happiness, the psychology of happiness, um, to be exact. Students flock to this course because, overall, people are unhappy. They are looking for answers. College students can often be filled with unhappiness, doubt, fear about the future, But I want you to know something. These feelings are not from God. God is not a God of doubt and fear or uncertainty. Our God is not unsure about why you are here. He is not afraid, sitting on the edge of his seat, wondering how things will turn out. No, he is a God of refuge. He is a refuge from all of the things that plague us. And in his care, even things that bring death to our bodies, even the things that we fear the most, they do not have the final word. In his care, The one who believes in him, even though he dies, lives. The devil and his demons, on the other hand, they use doubt, fear, accusations, and lies as their only real weapons. The devil and his demons want to separate you from God and his people. They would rather that we use one another, that we use one another as enemies. In other words, we see each other and we think, you are my competition. I am going to get past you if I'm going to reach my true potential. The devil and his demons would have us use God's creation, including other people, for either our own pleasure or personal pursuits. And when we can't use others because they are more powerful than we, the devil and his demons would have us cower in fear, fearing that others would use or hurt us. The devil wishes to isolate us in one of two ways, either by our pride making us think that we're better than other people, or by fear, thinking that other people could hurt or harm us. 
This sounds like a terrible way to live. Yet it is where so many of us find ourselves. We tend to live swaying back and forth between pride and fear. The devil, he seeks the vulnerable. The Bible says that he roams to and fro on the earth looking for someone to devour. What better time or place to find someone vulnerable when they are in the midst of a transition, such as college, new career, retirement, the loss of a spouse or a family member, etc. When we are vulnerable, the devil and his demons attack. They are unclean spirits that seek to do us harm. But Jesus is our Savior, and he is not afraid. There is refuge for us in his word. Jesus and his disciples went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught as one who had authority, and not as the scribes. Now neither the scribes or the prophets had any authority in themselves. The authority that they were supposed to have, authority which they sometimes abused, the authority that they were supposed to have was actually the authority of the word, the word of God that they were to proclaim. So a prophet would say something like, Thus saith the Lord. And that it would actually be the Lord's authority. But here is Jesus. He taught as one who had authority in himself. He did not have to say, Thus saith the Lord. He said it, and it was done. He was so different that he astonished the people by his teaching. I know that you've never been in this church service and been astonished at the teaching of the pastor. But these people, in front of Jesus, the word is astonished. In their presence was God in the flesh. They couldn't wrap their minds around it, but that's what was happening. In their presence was God Almighty hidden in their skin. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice came out of him. And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among them, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. What happened here? Why is the gospel writer Mark, including this episode, 
in his narrative. First, you have Jesus teaching with authority that astonishes others. And he is exercising this authority over an unclean spirit. Notice that the demon recognizes the authority of Jesus. He recognizes that he is the Holy One of God. This is something that not even the people recognized yet. Now what is an unclean spirit? It is a demon. Remember, the demon's power lies in deceit and fear. He is the exact opposite of an angel. An angel, if you notice, whenever you read through the scriptures, the first thing he says is, do not be afraid. And he will say, peace. He he is from God to drive out fear and to bring peace. The unclean spirit in our gospel made his home with a particular man. This unclean spirit, no doubt, caused the man all kinds of pain and anguish. I imagine that this man looked just like any other man in the synagogue. He was probably riddled with doubts, fears, anxiety, depression. Have you ever come to church looking normal while on the inside you were filled with depression? You were filled with anxiety, doubts, and fears. The demon or unclean spirit caused the man to speak, saying, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. This statement was made because in the presence of Jesus, the demon that sought to bring the man fear was afraid himself. And in a word, a word, Jesus separates this demon from this man. This caused great pain, and the man convulsed as the demon came out of him. But when the demon left, this man was free. He was freed by a word from Jesus. Whatever power the demon had over the man was defeated by a single sentence from our Lord. The unclean spirit was forced to believe, because forced to leave because the Holy One of God spoke. His word made a distinction between man and the sin, the demon that plagued him. His word alone was the two-edged sword that could separate bone from marrow. This is wonderful news. What kind of things are you plagued with this evening? I know this world is stressful. Believe me, I have unclean spirits of the devil, the world, and my own sinful nature fighting with me all the time. When left to my own devices, I get discouraged. Full disclosure. I get discouraged about the future of our church 
future of my family, and my friends as well. And I even at times wonder, what in the world am I doing here? There are people far more fit to do what I do. And like we noted before, I can be filled with pride as well. I can sway between pride and fear. I'm just like anyone else. And at times, those thoughts have separated me from my church and my family. At times, church and family have become work that I wanted to escape from. These thoughts, they are not from God. They are from the unclean spirits of the devil, the world, and my very own sinful nature. Are you ever filled with pride or fear? Have you ever looked at all of the things going on in your life and wished that you could escape from them? Does your anxiety and depression creep up on you to the point that you wonder why you're even here? Do you understand why a class on happiness is so popular at Yale? When you are feeling hopeless, afraid, and without peace, where do you turn? Here we see that Jesus frees us by his word. He is God Almighty, and even though he looks meek and mild, without any power, the demons that tempt and plague us cower in his presence. Your Bible, it may look like any other book, but in the scriptures you are introduced to Jesus, the Holy One of God. In his scriptures, he speaks to you. We see Jesus, who is God Almighty, who is willing to lay down his life and die for your sin. Jesus, who rises from the dead so that you can have freedom in his name. And when you partake of what the world sees as bread and wine, here is the Pantocrator, that is, the Almighty God who drives away the evil one. In our picture today, we see Jesus, the Pantocrator. I know I'm mispronouncing that. But this is two words put together Pan as an all and Krator, mighty. Many Western Christians do not like this picture that we have today because it shows Jesus in what some would say a cold manner. But I would encourage you to see this picture as your strong defender. He is not afraid of the things that cause you pain. He bids you to come up behind him as he shields you from the things that would destroy you. You see, Jesus, the Jesus that gives you life and peace up under his protection, he means death 
to the things that would do you harm. In his death, he destroys death. He is the God who fights for us, defends us, who gives us peace. I pray that you would spend these years of transition close to the Holy One of God by regularly reading and studying His Word, by attending divine service, by receiving His body and blood, basically by abiding in Him. He fights for you, and He alone can separate you from the unclean spirits of fear anxiety, depression, and isolation. His word casts out the evil in you while at the same time speaking peace to your soul. Jesus' authority kills evil at the same time setting the captives free just as he did for that man in our gospel. And now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.